College happened so long ago, I don't remember much. It was a long, long time ago for me, but I remember a few things, and one of them was taking a class called Language, Communications, and Culture. Um, I forget what the abbreviation for it was. It's a long name for a class. But in that class, uh, you were supposed to be learning, and I'm sure I did learn. I think Liz might have been in that class with me. I think we did learn a a thing or two about communication. And one of the phrases that was often repeated went like this. The medium is the message. Maybe you've heard that before. The medium is the message. The basic idea is this. The way that you communicate something that is the medium that you use, is part of the message, right? So if I want to have a long, drawn-out conversation where we share our deep feelings together, I can't really do that over an instant message, right? You can try. You can send long, instant messages, but for the most part, those things just get kind of ignored. Instant messaging is for quick communication, But if you want to actually have a drawn-out conversation, if you want to communicate to someone how much you love them, say, well, you can't just do it by sending a quick message. This is why virtual church just doesn't work. You know, at the beginning of the pandemic, the idea was, oh, this will be great. We'll get these cameras like we have, and all the churches will be online, and everyone can watch the service online, and we did it, right? Maybe some of you remember watching those things, but it pretty quickly sets in, something is off, right? Trying to watch an hour-long video on Facebook is not what Facebook was meant for. In fact, studies have shown, right, that Facebook, although it was sold to us as being a great way to connect, actually, actually does just the opposite a lot of times, right? Makes people feel more and more alienated. And so trying to watch a worship service online is a no-go. And if you click and follow the statistics on these things, as a pastor I do, you can see, oh, wow, we had 150 views. But then you click on it and you know what you find? Guess what the average rate, how long people actually watch those services? I don't want to say it from the pulpit. It's too depressing. Let's just say it's less than 10 seconds, okay? Because that's what Facebook is for. It is not for worship. It is not for listening to a sermon. It is not for the participation of God's people in holy things. It's just for a quick watch. The medium is the message, And so if you try to put that message out over Facebook, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Now, I say all of that on Christmas to help us think about the medium that our God uses to communicate his love to us. In the Old Testament, he set up a tabernacle, right? And you heard this morning how Moses built that tabernacle, how he laid its foundations, how he erected its poles, how he put the lid over the top of it, and how the glory of the Lord inhabited that tabernacle. Just like the people of Israel lived in tents, so God lived among them in a tent. And that tent communicated something. The medium is the message. That tent communicated that God was with them. But did it communicate anything else? Well, it certainly communicated boundaries. You heard a little bit of that this morning. When the cloud covered over the tabernacle and the glory of the Lord filled that tent like a holy fire, Moses couldn't go in. 
This is a different kind of cloud than any earthly cloud. Usually, we can pass right through a cloud, right? You can go right through the mist. Maybe you feel a little water vapor on your face, but clouds don't bar you from entering. But the message that was communicated by the tabernacle was this. God certainly dwells among his people, but he dwells among them as a holy God. And a holy God dwelling amongst an unholy people, well, that presents some problems. It's like having fire mixed with gasoline. The holy God dwelling amongst an unholy people means there has to be boundaries. There has to be, uh, there has to be um, screens and veils. And so as much as the tabernacle communicated this message that God is with us, it also communicated that we cannot enter into his presence. The medium is the message. And so the tabernacle was built to show the people that God was with them, that God desires to be with his people. And the temple made that even more permanent and more grand. Everything was gold in the temple. The kids told me this morning, Pastor, that's awesome, right? And it is. But the temple would have made my clothes this morning look like rags. The temple communicated God's glory, his power, his impressive nature. But it still also communicated this, that there are boundaries, that God's people cannot enjoy his presence until they have been cleansed. And so at the right time, our God chose to come into this world no longer simply in a tent, no longer simply in a temple, but he came as one of us. He was born as a baby in Bethlehem. The glory of the Lord took form in the womb of the Virgin Mary. The glory of the Lord was born in Bethlehem of Judea, of all places. And there, there the medium was the message. God joined himself to our nature. God took on human flesh and blood. God came no longer with the voice of majestic power, but he came cooing like a little baby. He came wooing us from the, from the manger, calling out for all of us to come and find in him our greatest joy, our greatest delight, finding in him a new kind of life, eternal life. See, the medium is the message, Right? And that's what we celebrate at Christmas, that God does not want there to be any distance between you and him. And so in his own person, the Son of God joins humanity with divinity. The eternal is joined to the temporal. Heaven is locked into earth. Our God comes to be present among us, not just in a tent, not just in a tabernacle, not just in a temple, but our God comes to dwell among us as one of us. And so he comes to do away with those things that separate us. He comes to do away with those things that prevent us from coming into his presence with joy and gladness. You know what those things are, don't you? They're the things that we are most ashamed of. They are the thoughts and the words and the deeds that we perform in the darkness. They are the thoughts and the words and the deeds that haunt us and destroy our lives and the lives of others around us. Jesus Christ came into this world to do away with sin so that we may come into God's presence by faith now and enjoy that presence. That we may not come and be terrified of him, but that we may come and rejoice in his salvation. That we may have our sins wiped away that we may be cleansed and enter into his holy courts with thanksgiving and praise. 
This is the joy of Christmas. This is why that medium, that human body of the Son, Jesus Christ, is so wonderful. For now, he still comes to us, and the medium is still the message, isn't it? It would be enough, I suppose, for God to just say, you know what, I'm going to send an angel to announce to them that I love them. Suppose that would be enough, but that's not the kind of God that we have. He is the kind of God who loves to be with his people, who loves to be among his people. He is the kind of God who takes up the medium of our own bodies, who takes on human mediums, voices, and bodies to communicate his love to us. And isn't that way better than getting a message? Isn't that even better than just having words on a page? Because finally, words, words kind of fall short. But the love of God wants to be felt. The love of God wants to be heard. The love of God wants to be tasted. The love of God wants to be seen and experienced all around you. And so he provides for you water in the holy font. So he provides for you bread and wine at his table. And in, with, and under that bread and that wine, he still gives us his body and his blood. He still says, take and eat, take and drink, for I have come to bring this love to you. Not just an empty word, but a word joined with reality. This is the joy of Christmas, that God rejoices to make the medium the message, to bring humanity back to God and to offer you this hope. The world doesn't know much about hope these days, does it? seems every hope that we have is quickly dashed. Every hopeful policy that is proposed kind of falls apart about a month. If you give it a month or two months, it goes away. But here is a hope that will not fail you. Here is a purpose that will not let you down. Here is a joy that actually delivers. God is man, man to deliver. And the Son now is one with our flesh forever. So rejoice, dear friends. You have a Merry Christmas, even if you have nothing else to celebrate. Even if Santa Claus didn't bring you anything good, you have Jesus Christ. He has made the medium of our flesh and blood his message, that he wants to be one with you. So do not hold back from him. Do not hold back any part of your life. Do not hold back any part of your voice this morning. Do not hold back any part of your mind, but give it all to this divine infant For you will find in him true joy, true rest, true life. For in him is life. And that life is the light of men. Rejoice in the light, dear friends. Merry Christmas. Amen.